Welcome. You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 537 for Monday, January 26th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. Motoring.com. Anyway, let's do a show. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. We are here. We are talking about Mini Coopers on a Monday night for you, like we like to do. Joining us this evening, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson of the Las Vegas Pearsons. <laughs> of the Coney, originally the Coney Island Pearsons. Originally the Coney Island Pearsons. <laughs> Todd Pearson, the Coney Island Pearsons. Yeah, I like that. Uh, of course, our good friend, the, the Reverend, our chief mechanic, uh, Chad Miller from Detroit Tuned. DetroitTuned.com. Chad, hello. Hello, everybody. And then Alex is here as well. Alex, say hi. Hi, guys. Every time you do that, though, it sounds like you're like an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, we're here talking about minis because that's what we do. And apparently I have things to talk about. You you do. We're we're late True. recording tonight because uh, DB texted like 30 tonight. minutes before the show. He's like, guys, I might be a little late. We're like East Coast guys, me and uh, you know, Alex here. We're we're running out of it's midnight oil. I know, I know. And so we're like, <laughs> and, I, and I apologize for that, guys. But on my radar today came a, a, a deal I couldn't pass up. So I, uh, I am now driving uh, the proud owner of a 2008 BRG White uh, R56 Mini Cooper. Nice. Awesome dog. Yeah. By now, <laughs> by now the, you the, get the, the car is now Jewish. No, 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 my car's not. I checked. I, 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 I see the tail. <laughs> it is. I, I see the tailpipe. It does look. It does look circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know that the car is male. Uh, we uh, I haven't decided. No name. No no sex designation yet. Um, by the time you guys hear the show, you've already read all about it over at dbmini.us. I am more than sure. Um, but yeah, I, it was just a smoking deal, and I couldn't pass up. And uh, Roxy starts making you know more squeaks and noises, and fans not working, and this and the other thing, and just yeah. Isn't, isn't that what I said, DB? Before you came on the show, we were all kind of we were were chatting about it, and um, like either Chad or Alex was like, "Do you think DB's gonna miss his car?" And I go, "Believe me, with three hundred five thousand miles, he got into this new car and was like, holy crap, this car's not making any noises. It doesn't have any smells, any squeaks, any tears in the seats. No, <laughs> I love that car, but I won't miss it." <laughs> uh, that was uh, one of the hardest things I'd ever done. Yeah. So, anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll read all about that later. And for those of you who are bummed that I don't have rocks anymore, suck it. Yeah, no, it was time. <laughs> Dude, you drive it 305,000 miles. It's like putting your 18-year-old dog to sleep. Yeah. You know, it's like you love the dog, and you, it lived a perfectly long and, and great life, and it's just time to go. Yep, somebody who speaks way less English than me is going to end up buying that in California for a really good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's too bad because in California, the plate goes with the car, right? So you would see the car like three oh, years no, later. But, uh, I know. Here in Arizona, uh, I get to keep my plate. Yeah, yeah. But Arizona, that's what I'm saying. Is like in California, I had friends who you know sold a car, and then three years later, they'd see it. And their license plate was still on the car. Yeah. Because <laughs> California plate goes with the car. Yep, yep. So, which is weird. The guy says, you want to keep your plate? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in Arizona. I can keep my plate. So. Nice. It worked out. Anyway, nice. um, I'll have pictures later. Blah 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 blah. But it's uh, so far, it's just it's really nice. It's uh, only has sport package, and a whole bunch of really crappy graphics that I have to take off. <laughs> well, and that's my it. question to you is, and I don't know if you want to, to release this on the show, but what did they give you on a trade in on that car? On your car? 
Um, uh, well, this was and this was uh, this was going to be my deal breaker, and because I had a number in my head, because uh, because you have to talk about dealer stuff, right? So I mean, it's hard to put right. a value. It's hard to put a value on on a car like that. But to put a monetary value on, I went to Kelly Blue Book. Kelly Blue Book said that in, in good condition it would be thirty two hundred dollars. Uh, she's most she was mostly in good condition, so I wanted to. And that's how much I would have sold it for, like if I would have put it on Craigslist or something. Um, so that's what they gave me. And I think for a car that runs, I mean, I don't care what kind of car it is. Car is one hundred percent functional. Yeah, it was functional. It's, it's, it's got locks were wacky, and the air conditioning worked when the interior fan decided to turn on if you wanted to Fonzie the side of the car. Um, yeah, I mean, it had, it had its quirks, but it, it too was probably fair. It's a very unique car too because it's a a, um, a rare car. R fifty with a six speed yeah, transmission it's a 50 in it. With an R fifty with a six speed manual transmission. So anyway, they gave, me, they gave me two, and I, I got a I got a really good interest rate. And I'm super happy and I'm super pleased, and I can afford the car. So, um, and I'm taking it on a road trip on Saturday. I'm gonna go see my folks. I'll do 300 miles this weekend. Now, did you leave a white radio business card in the owner's manual? <laughs> yes or no? no? I have. I have. I kept my original owner's manual. Oh, you should always send that with the car. Because no. then the next owner is like, I don't know how to work the seats. I didn't get a manual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing is, is did you tell them that the car was famous on the internet? Uh, no, I didn't bother. So okay. what I what I will do though is I have to t- I have to run the title over tomorrow. So I'll take uh I'll take the owner's manual with Chad. That's a good idea. Thank you for reminding me. Because that's the, I, the right thing to do. It is. It is. It is. Any extra keys you got floating around? Oh, I have no extra keys, so they don't get any extra keys from me. And they don't get and they're not getting my coffee mug. No <laughs> well, yeah, no. Keep the coffee mug. Coffee mug's yours. Mine, bitch. Because I didn't get a coffee mug with the with the R fifty six, which is dumb. There's uh there's so many so many times that I've heard people like oh I only got one key with the car how much is another key and I was like well it's about 150 bucks oh I could just live with one key it's like okay. right yeah I only have one key and it's like really kind of dodgy looking it's like well I'm if I want to spend 150 bucks on a key yeah. well I always tell the people it's like look if you lose this key you might as well lose the car because you're not going to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, it's, way, you it's it's a perfectly. I mean, it's an R50. Uh, first of all, just in case for those of you who always doubt, like I did, if an R56 Cooper with a manual transmission actually does exist, it does, and I own one. So I know we had one here. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, I've no never problem. seen one. Except like on the dealer lot, but I've never actually seen one in in Phoenix. Um, manual transmission cars are a rare breed, anyway. Because anyway, but yeah, so a new car for me. More details over at uh, dbmini.us. Probably by the time you're hearing this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get those graphics off of there and get something else. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Um, so, and besides that, we're going to do a little bit of news from MoneyFile.com. Um, Alex has friends' reactions to the new mini. Uh, we're going to maybe talk about turning off DF, DSC and rev matching. And then uh, Chad wants to talk about the Super Legera because he saw that at the uh, Super North American International Auto Show in Detroit. Before we get to any of that, however, I want to remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Uh, tonight, our good friends at Craven Speed, who I need to call because the uh, R56 does not, oddly enough, come with a squeezy thing. 
I can't believe that. So I'll be in punchupcravenspeed.com. I'm going to go over <laughs> there. I'm going to order me a FlexPod mount for my iPhone because I need it for my car because I can't have a car without one. You get that there. You get the mini dipstick that we like. Oh, I need one of those too. Good grief. A stubby antenna. Oh, God, I need a stubby antenna. I'm going to have to do some shopping over at Craven Speed. All the things that you want for your mini that are really cool and unique are all over at cravenspeed.com. Check them out. And when you're there, make sure you sign up for the email newsletter so you don't miss out when new stuff shows up at the site. Um, which is super duper important because I missed something like uh, the F56 squeezy thing I believe I missed because I didn't subscribe to the newsletter, which I've since fixed. Anyway, cravenspeed.com. Go over there, check them out. And if you order something, make sure you leave a note and say, hey, thanks for supporting Wide Roof Radio. We really appreciate that, and so do they. So our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com, home of the stubby antenna. <laughs> or something. Ooh. Maestro. Oh, that's me. DB. News music, if you please. There you go. And boy, I'm so excited that somebody's got an R. That, that DB, you've got an R56, and you know why? Because I have so many parts for that car. Oh, good. Excellent. I have everything for you. I've got like some some uh, um, uh, side scuttles. You can do nice. some some side scuttles. I've got wheels that don't fit any car I own anymore. I've got mirror caps, dude. I got parts. I, have- I got the hookup. If anybody in Arizona wants to set up our uh, 55 stars, let me know. You can have them for a song. Uh, they'd fit your car. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to put those on my car. Yeah, they'll fit. Yeah, but what would that look like? Five stars on an R56. I think it'd look cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me maybe too. If I got a, maybe if I got an auto-coated black or something first. No, I think uh, they'd look cool the I way like, they are. I like the wheels you have. Yeah, me I, too. I, I don't like the wheels that are on that car. You don't like the five stars? Um. Though no, I don't like those fans. Like the, are the wheels on the R56? Yeah, your new car. I don't like the fans. I, I'm not a huge fan of that wheel, We're, but we've digressed. Don't those. tell AJ. That's a, that's the wheels on her car too. So I know. Don't tell <laughs> if, you, if you had those wheels, put the five stars on there for a while and powder coat those ones white to match the roof. Oh yeah, my but, gosh. See, but I'm, I got to work up the look first because there's definitely going to be more low involved with the R56. Um, and, and there will definitely be a wheel swap. So I haven't decided I could just powder coat the, the five stars and do that and go a little bit old school, or I could find something else. No, you know what so you, you decide, you know what you need. And I've got it in my garage. Mm. I've got a set of, um, Don't black, some the GP, matte black, uh, JCW 18 inch wheels. Dude, I'm kind of, I, dude, I, so you know my problem. They need tires. You can have the wheels. No, I, the I are super expensive. I'm I will gift you the wheels. It is a two thousand dollars set of wheels that I will hey, gift to you. Let's talk. We'll talk about that later. Let's <laughs> talk about some news. Um, and before the first thing in news, I want to talk about. We're not going to follow Alex's rundown. We're going to follow the rundown for content, but not in order. Uh, just to get this one out of the way because this was last week's news. But Mini won the twenty fifteen Dakar again. Nine out of ten. Nine of the whoop, top whoop. ten spots. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty impressive. They didn't win. They dominated. That a countryman would have been such a great car for this. Um, the people at Mini Design and and whoever in marketing teamed up with. Now, granted, I think the team that won was an independent, not a Mini sponsored team. The yeah. the independent Red Bull team uh, won the overall. Am I correct? I think it's the so. Mini Qatar. Uh, car. I believe it was an independent team and not one of the, like, uh, you know, they were all kind of mini-sponsored, but, you know, not one of the official mini-teams. It's, it's actually the team, the X-Red, X-Red team. So I don't know the to X-Red what extent they're independent because when when you look at the... Uh, I think the mini-team is the monster team. 
Yeah, but I'm not sure how to what extent they're independent because when you look know. at the press releases, like mini, uh, mini, 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 like uh, the uh, the, com- uh, the, com- uh, the company, like, like makes the rundown of all the countrymen engage in the in the race. So it seems to me that they are all part of the same bigger team, and you have like just sub teams, and the X Red right. is one of them. I don't know. I haven't followed the Dakar the Dakar like very very closely, but right. it's it's very impressive. So. I know, like you know, the car is, you know, is really, is obviously for what it's for what it's achieved, it's really good. But I wonder if, uh, to what extent, like the car is really good and the rest is not, the rest of the other cars are not so bad, or it's just like really minis on top of this thing. I, I think uh, it's got to be that. I think it's got to be that for some reason, the sponsorship and and those cars are so well suited yes. for doing this because if nine out of the top ten spots were minis. I mean, yeah, but are they all built by who's it? Was it? Um, the, are they all built by the same shop? I don't think so. I think they've all probably got different, you know, different, different stuff colors. in it. Yeah, they're okay. Not they're not equally matched per se, but right, right, right. they're easy enough to set up and uh, turn into a winning car. Got, so. it, got it. Anyway, right. good news for yeah. Mini. Nice job, Mini. Uh, taking care of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's care. Congrats. Let's take care of some of the boring press bits really quick too, Alex. Um, Mini UK is introducing the Mini 1 uh, five-door, so F55 and Mini 1 trim. Probably don't get in state. So if you want that's really stripped down and has a little bit less horsepower with five doors, car for you, done and done. Does anybody care about that car in the United States? Uh, Alex cares because he could get one if he moves back to France. Yeah, mm, yeah, I wouldn't get one if I moved back to France. Yeah, no. <laughs> Too slow. Still wouldn't. <laughs> so nobody cares. Yeah. Um, also, we have uh, this also from the press pool changes in the mini org chart. Uh, we actually have like, like a whole shakeup. There's a new global head of the brand, and that that I believe now it's our it's our friend Sebastian, right? Yes, it is. That's it is super exciting. So awesome for him. It is. I should send a picture over. And I don't know if this was part of the same thing or if this is maybe I'm breaking this news in advance. If I am, too bad because it's going to happen. Sadar mm-hmm. Haji um, is moving over to BMW from Mini USA. Really? Yes. Oh. I think maybe I just broke that. <laughs> who who no. is the moving from Mini to uh, BMW? Sadr. Sadr Haji. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Well, then congrats again. So, so who, so who are we going to know at Mini USA by the end of the, by the end of by summertime? Well, Dave Duncan's still there. David uh, Duncan. Dave, 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 David, don't call me Dave. Dave. Don't call me David. No, David, <laughs> don't call me Dave. Pat McKenna is still there. Chris Pocketer is oh, still there. Chris, and Chris P. Still. Yep. Yep. Yeah, except when except when uh, Alex says it, it sounds like he's just saying crispy. But I like that. That's kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> like crispy bacon. Uh, so, thank you personally. So that's kind of exciting news there. Um, okay, what else do we got? Well, let's do. Let's let's, let's let's do a follow up because I want to. I don't want to forget this. Is um and we we talked about this a few weeks ago about uh, rev matching when we had uh, Patrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, we had Patrick from um, uh, Jalopnik on, right? And we were right. talking about rev matching, and I said, well, you can't turn it off in the you meeting. You go back and listen to that show if you haven't because it was really good, and not a lot of you guys And it came it. out two days before Christmas, and so I think a lot of people it's missed Christmas it. Christmas time, so I'm going to repost it on, on Facebook. But anyway, we talked about it, and I'm like, you can't turn it off. I've been told by people for many that you can't turn off rev matching on the F56 on the manual transmission. And... You know, a couple of people said, oh, no, you just turn off DSC. Well, I tried that. I reported back, no, it doesn't work. And that means you reach down and you flip the DSC button, and the little triangle comes up in your display that says DSC is off, and it doesn't work, right? 
Well, I found out if you do a long hold, a five-second hold on the DSC, a whole new message comes up on your screen that says, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, literally. <laughs> it says, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? You are literally turning off all of the nanny features of this car. It doesn't say it like really? that, but it says you are turning. You are completely turning off DSC now. Are you sure you want to do this? And then you, it's off, and that basically turns DSC completely off, not just sort of off, but it also turns off rev matching, and you can use engine braking, and it's a completely different car. It's it was very uh, fun to learn uh, that. Uh, okay. The text so at my dealer didn't long, even know it. Press. Long press on the DSC button. Then. Yeah, about five seconds, and it's two different stages. And this has been typical of BMWs for a long yeah, I was time. Yeah, say it's typical of BMWs. Right? That you can turn the DSC has two different stages. It's like off and then really off. It's like sort of mm-hmm. off, and it's off off. <laughs> and um, and, and it's like that in the F56 now. And I'm sure it works the same for an automatic or a manual transmission. So, and I believe also had I read the freaking manual, uh, it is in there for a long hold turns it off completely. It's funny that they're making it this way because it really re-emphasized the fact that if you do not know how to properly drive a car, you should not be able to disable rave matching. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it means, right? Like if you don't Probably if you is. don't know how to drive manual properly, don't don't touch that stuff and don't touch DSC yeah. also. But it doesn't or anywhere. Otherwise, you're gonna end up in a wall. It it doesn't anywhere tell you that it turns off rev matching, but it does. So the manual doesn't state that. It just talks about DSC. So nowhere does it say that you can turn off the rev matching, but if you turn off the DSC completely, it does disable it for sure. But I think you're right. It's like they make it not easy because if you just flip the DSC switch, it'll turn it sort of off, but not that. But it's a long – you have to intentionally go, okay, I'm holding this down, done. So, so Todd, how does it feel? Um, it's Without great. It. I the rev matching. Oh, I like it. Uh, I, I very much – It's not as It's not as weird. It 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 drives more like I drive my GP every day. I use a combination of braking and and um you know so down, downshifting. We can, expect, we can expect more reports of lower fuel economy out of that car. You know Coming what? Here's what I think. I think no, the exact opposite. And you know why? Because um, I'm not necessarily blipping the throttle every time I downshift. I do most of the time, but I'm not necessarily. And so you think about that. Every time it blips the throttle and you downshift, it's using fuel, right? Right. Well, what if it's it's not doing that now when it's off? I would think over a long term you could save fuel. That's my theory. You guys mm. tell me I'm crazy. I think you're crazy. We'll, right. have, to, we'll, have, to, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Todd will right. report back. All right. Anyway. Um, let's move on, shall we? Yep. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk This about... is the Cooper show, by the way, tonight. I know. I like the yeah, Cooper totally. show. Yeah, totally. So I want to talk about – because this one showed up, this showed up today in the news today um, – and so that's last Thursday to you guys. So Mini USA has temporarily stopped delivery of the F56 Coopers. Well, not the Cooper S, right. the Coopers. And that's everything built from December 2013 to December 2014. Pretty much I mean, everything manufactured on the lot now. Anything that was manufactured in the 2014 calendar year yes. has been delivery stopped. Okay, so, so pretty and much if, if all, that's, all so Coopers. If you can't buy one. You can't take delivery if your order's coming in. Right, nothing. You are. You don't get your car. Right, right. And so this now, came out Monday last week. This actually came out to dealers. It hit the the dealers on what was that Monday the nineteenth? Uh, somebody quickly tell me what the date was last week. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah Monday a, the nineteenth. It hit the dealers Monday the nineteenth, and I think Motoring File reported it on Tuesday. 
the twentieth. Oh, that was today. I'm a little behind. But no, no. Um, many the story that came out today on on last Thursday was right. that many finally issued a statement because what they did was they sent around to dealers, hey, we're doing a delivery stop on all of the F-56 Coopers, okay? And they wouldn't say why. It just simply said – Even to the dealers, Mini USA says – That's correct. I saw the memo myself. I was there at the service. i tell you why, but don't release any – So they're all standing around scratching their heads going, what the what, – what's going on? The only words were cryptically said, it was a regulatory compliance issue. Right. That's all they said. And they were all standing around going, what the hell could that be, right? So we're thinking, oh, it could be anything from, you know, airbags to whatever. And I'm like, it sounds like it could be something as simple as a label on the car, like an airbag label or an emissions label or an emissions issue. Something, because regulatory compliance, all of those things would be, we're talking about crash testing. We're talking about, um, you know, DOT safety uh, uh, rules, which a lot of them apply to, you know, those stupid airbag stickers that are on your your uh, visors that everybody hates. Yes. Those are regulatory compliance issues. So I'm thinking it so, could be anything. So do you think it's something like that because something, something um, stupid, just something like small and simple? Well, like, and the reason why I think it's – fix a sticker? Yeah, the reason why I think it's something small and simple like that is because they didn't say not to drive the cars. They didn't say go pull the keys for all these. They just said you can't deliver them. Well, I'm like – well, geez, we got one sitting in our garage right now. Uh, is it safe to drive? Is this yeah, a safety exactly. issue? And I'm thinking, no, if it were a safety issue, they would say, stop driving your car immediately. Go right. get a rental car. We'll reimburse you. Um, and so, so basically you think, Todd, that it's somebody needs to cross some customize dots, some T's, and yeah. like affix a sticker to the car somewhere that got missed in production. Yeah, it's just a, if it's a regulatory compliance. And basically what was what came out today was the official – uh, um, response, Mini USA's official response to this, which was very short, and it said, I will read it. Mini has issued a stop delivery order for certain model year 2014-15 Mini Cooper hardtops, not the S, as mm-hmm. we investigate a potential, reg- a potential regulatory compliance issue. It didn't even say it was necessarily there. It says, we're acting swiftly to work with the appropriate regulatory agency to assure vehicles meet all industry standards and are committed to maintaining our customers' confidence in their vehicles. We'll advise our dealers and customers with more details when they're finalized. That was about as non-statement of a statement as I've ever right. read in my yeah. life. Yeah. That could that could mean that they're working with the state of Montana to make sure that the right. turn signals were working <laughs> properly per their vehicle code. Like, or it could be just California. It could be yeah. a, a regulatory issue in one state. Right, because they this. they didn't specify what regulatory. Oh. No, I'm looking at this body picture. is. I know exactly what it is. What the license plate license plate frame is just a little bit off center on the front of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in California, that's just not allowed. Yeah, yeah, you can't have California, the platypus like, in, California. in other states. Yeah, you can't have the platypus in California, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just being no, ridiculous. you're just you're being facetious. So this is thing. really weird and cryptic. So yeah, if uh, if anybody hears something. By all means, I think it's I think it's silly behind. and small, but it's sad because think about this potentially is Joe Blow walks off the street and says, oh, I don't want to buy a new Mini Cooper and looks at him and says, OK, I want this Cooper here. I'm getting out my checkbook. I right. want to buy this. And the dealer goes, well, you can't. And he's like, why not? It's right there. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, we don't know why, but you can't. You can't. We <laughs> I mean, don't want your money. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want your money go away. We don't want your money go away. <laughs> That'd be funny if they hang a, a sign on the door that says, you know, open for business as soon as these cars are able to be sold. Like uh, and it's just the Coopers, not the Cooper S. 
Yeah, but that's still weird. I mean, the whole crypticness is that's the part that's frustrating. Right. That's what's frustrating everybody because now it's, it's been like, three okay, days. It's cool, so I can't buy the car. Why can't I buy the car? Well, because of a regulatory compliance issue, could be, which could be really one of a million different things. Why not just tell me why I can't buy the car? Yeah, right. So if that, you, if and you also think about it. So that I know that the car that maybe I've already purchased is it's something that's not minor, not life-threatening. If I'm driving around this car with my family and, like, the engine's not going to explode or drop out of yep. the car. Nail right? on the head. Nail on the head, my oh, friend. We know that it's a missing sticker or that – that somebody didn't complete some paperwork, like maybe it's like a little like a like an EPA snafu again type thing, right? Let me know that's what the problem is. Don't leave me sitting here wondering if the car is if a car that I've got is suddenly suddenly just self destruct. Yeah, it does not anywhere give even the even the uh, uh, even allude to the fact that it's a safety issue, that it's right. a regulatory complaint. Yeah, regulatory. Issue. Yeah, it's not a safety. So issue. I'm like, so so what's not up to snuff somewhere? Because it the seatbelts? I mean, like that could be serious. Or is it the seatbelt label? It's, I mean, it's bad enough where they, they've stopped delivery of the car. Right. So it's – I want to know what it is. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what I think? I, I think – I mean I, I would be with, uh, with Todd on this one. I think it's more of a regu- regulatory thing because it sounds like something they would do or not do in Europe. That would need to be done in the U.S., right? Because right. we know that those cars are being manufactured in Europe. And although there is like a specific, you know, I'm sure there's a specific line for for cars going to the U.S., the, the sound of regulatory seems to me that that's something that's very U.S. specific right. as opposed to something that has to do with a car being produced in Europe. I, I don't know. That's and, how I see it. I don't think it's a safety thing. And then this begs the bigger question is what the hell is wrong with – production and logistics in in many for the last year because this is i want to say i think my my dealer might have been joking but i think they were halfway serious i think this is the seventh delivery stop in a year really they've had on these cars I don't know. I think it, it was. It's not. Yeah, it's not well, necessarily the, the seventh, was, but it's uh, definitely there was multiple. Oil filter. The oil filter yep. thing. That was a delivery stop. That was a delivery stop. There the was EPA a thing. Yep, that was a it's, delivery stop. Well, that's three. Um, the side. Uh, the side impact. Uh, yep. Side impact recall. Yep. Uh, yeah. It very well could be. Se- it very well could be seven. I don't know. Yeah, about that, I was because I was I was making notes, follow up things too. Because I mean, we're there's nothing we talk about this. I'm curious on the airbag thing. Yeah. What are they going to do? Replace the doors? What do you mean the the the, the airbag fix? Because there's that recall for the airbags, right? The side the side impact airbags. No, we don't know. Oh, no, 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 not the side impact know. airbags. The airbag recall was a was like a handful of them for the same recall that all the GM cars were getting. Recalled. My stories mixed up. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's okay because there was also a so, side impact side impact issue. thing. So what is what's the fix for that they're going to replace the doors? No, they're saying the side impact. I have heard from a person from a person. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't verify this at all. But that it's going to be like an hour or two hour fix at the dealer, and they're all going, "Well, what the heck could that be? That sounds pretty simple." And um, it could be like, "Oh, you got to fill this cavity with foam, or you got to put this beam in here, or something." Got it. So I think it could be something fairly simple on the side impact standard. Yeah, couple of sheet metal screws would be good to go. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I think it could, it's not a major yeah. thing, but it it and it's not a big fix. But that's yeah. just that's what I've heard. I'm not verifying that at this. That's a rumor right now. So anyway, I, I, th- I think uh, that there's something that we forgot to mention, and I'm pretty sure that's an actual story mm-hmm. uh, that was published last year by Automotive News. One of uh, BMW, one of uh, the BMW's group goals for uh, for the years to come was to uh, uh, 
kind of streamlines and finds some economies of scale across the, the production facilities, especially for mini. So it seems to me that, uh, you know, maybe the some of the reorg that is happening at mini manufacturing facilities could be very well affecting the, the production. I will have to uh, to dig up that story again, but I'm pretty sure that's something that was talked about last year. Well, it's got to be because this is not something new. That's t- it's not something that is new to BMW or Mini. They did this change over in 2007 with the um, with the R56. They were still making uh, convertibles that were on the old R52, you know, platform. Platform. Yeah. It was yeah. different, and they did that for a full year. So this is not. I mean, it's not like, oh, my gosh, they've never done this before. Yeah, they have. But – And BMW's done it, what, every seven years since – But think about no, this, though. Man. Think about this, and, and Alex brought this up a week ago. In Oxford, they are producing this many different cars. The new F56 Cooper and Cooper S, the F55 Cooper and Cooper S, the R58 and the R59 uh, Coupe and Roadster – and mm-hmm. JCW forums of the Coupe and Roadster, and finally the uh, R57 convertible and mm-hmm. JCW convertible. So what do we got? Six different potential. Uh, Plus the Clubman coming up also. Yeah, and that's it's coming also, up just around also, the corner. I'm sure there is like they have started production already. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming up around the corner. So there's seven potential cars coming out of Oxford. It could just be getting completely nuts there right now and things are getting overlooked but these seem to be little things which is annoying and maybe it's just that car companies are becoming gun shy because of all the recalls they said last year was a record year for automotive recalls across all the industry Mm -hmm. i mean it Mm -hmm. was off the charts like 10 times more than ever before because one the biggest thing was the airbag two that uh gm uh, ignition switch thing where they recalled like a billion cars or something like that from the last 27 years. I mean, I'm being facetious. It wasn't that. But you know what I mean. Felt like it. Yeah, it, it really did, right? And I think all car companies are getting like frightened of the litigious nature of society. Yeah. Going, yeah. oh, we need to recall these. This is a safety issue. Somebody, somebody bruised their kneecap. I mean, huh. think about the things that many did. They shortened the, the exhaust pipes on our cars because people were getting burned. Right. Oh, my. That's like turning your oven. That's like saying, "Oh, this oven no longer gets to full temperature because people could get burned." Are you kidding me? It's an oven. It's an exhaust pipe. It's going to be. There's a sticker hot. on the back that says, "Warning: May get hot." Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting out of hand, if you ask me. But okay, you know. Let's and move, let's, let's move along. Yeah, we? let's move along because here's another thing to add to pile on about this. And DB, you should maybe use this picture. I emailed it to you. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Yeah, you emailed me three photographs. Todd okay. emailed me three photographs. One though, is of no, an, say something. Go. An F, I had something else I want to talk about. An F55 hardtop, a brand new one on the dealer lot here. And yeah. I drove past it today and went, well, what's weird about this car? There's no Cooper badge on the back. This car has no Cooper badge on the back. It's the only one on the lot like that. And I even asked the dealer, I go, can you order this still? No. What's what's it? Why? And I go, well, because that car out there has no badging on the back. What? You go out and look at it, son of a gun, it doesn't. So this is just the details, people, the details. Well, well, it, was like details that, yeah. it was like that one car that somebody sent pictures in. It had a, had a, a D. Cooper D. Yeah. Yes. Cooper D. And it was um, it's somewhere on the East Coast. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, the weird stuff that's going on. I'm with you on that one. I think maybe we should write an article for White Roof Radio and Motoring File that talks about all of the little details. 
that, yeah. are, that are overlooked. And yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, I remember in the R series, we'd get cars in with the wrong color inside door armrest on one side. It's like, well, this one's tan over here and this one's black. Oops. <laughs> right, right. So, so it's just so weird. It happens. It does. It but, does. All right. Um, let's talk about, for just a moment, because this is a car that I have a funny feeling is going to look funny and weird. The uh, JCW F57 convertible. Yeah. I don't think it's going to look weird. I think it's going to look good. Okay. Because, I mean, granted, now we, we I have a hard time talking because the car's covered in squirrely graphics, but it's got a like a real Beetle thing going on right there in this little crappy picture that we've got on Modern File. What do you mean? Uh... It looks extra bulgy. The roof's got a weird shape. It looks really just roundy like a new Beetle. Mm-hmm. And I know it's this. I know it's a swirly graphics. Yeah, it probably is because it's basically an F fifty six with the soft top. I mean, there's, it's ex- it's exactly the same, everything about it, uh, except for the roof line. And I imagine the, at, parked right next to an F fifty six. It I, I, normally the rake of the windshield is a little bit more on the convertible. So, so you guys want to be looking at the at the bottom of the of the post. There is a link to uh, all the blogs picture. So. Because the picture we used was one of the uh, old ones, uh, because we didn't want to repost uh, all the blogs pictures of yesterday. Right. So right. you guys go to this link at the bottom, and you'll see the all the pictures of the JCW oh. F57. Okay. Thanks, Alan. I think it looks pretty good. Sometimes I suffer from uh, TLDR. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. But it's still got this whirly graphics DB. It doesn't help yeah. much. So I'm sure. Yeah. Be, I mean, I'm a big fan of convertible, so. Um, that's awesome. And then um, finally, I don't know what's next, Alex. Where are we? Rocketman versus the Superleggera. Which one do you yeah. want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People yeah, voted okay. for Rocketman over the Superleggera, huh? So, yeah. So last week we, uh, you know, I'm actually st- talking about, uh, about Patrick, right? When we had Patrick on, we asked him the question, like, if you had to choose between the two, which one would you choose? And he said, well, that's actually a pretty tough choice. And eventually he went with the, the Rocketman, I believe. Uh, last week I said, uh, uh, coming back from NIS, I said, you know, the Superleggera just look awesome. I was all for the Rocketman before, but seeing the Superleggera, it just changed my mind. Uh, so I wanted to ask the question to, uh, you know, modern fire readers and see what people think. And uh, so the post went, the poll went out uh, last Friday and we got tons of responses. And at the beginning it was pretty interesting looking at the results because the Rocketman was winning by a large margin. I think it was like... 75% for the Rocketman uh, versus the Superleggera. And uh, over the weekend, uh, you know, things started to uh, settle down and, and we came to a point where uh, the final result was uh, uh, 56 for the uh, for the Rocketman and 44% for the uh, for the Superleggera. Yes. Uh, but what's what's interesting in some of the of the results that uh, that you get when you also look at the kind of cars that uh, People are currently driving, right? And so uh, you could you could have predicted that in some ways that the Rocketman would have won, because Mini, because most of the people who voted for the Rocketman owns uh, autops, and obviously Mini sells more autops than the Coop, than Cooper Roster. The reason I'm saying Cooper Roster is because most of, most of the Superleggera uh, respondent or voters uh, are actually Coop and uh, and Roster drivers. Um, one other very interesting tidbit also is the fact that if you look at um, uh, clubmen, people driving clubmen, uh, countrymen, and, uh, and pacemen, 
uh, all kind of voted equally between the Rocketman and the Superleggera. So I wanted to have your opinion on this guy. My my guess is uh, is that those folks, uh, because they're driving larger minis, I think would tend to buy either of those cars as a secondary vehicle Mm. and that it would be something for fun, right? So it doesn't really matter which one I'm getting because it's going to be something that I'm going to drive for fun. So that's why it's so... Uh, so um, there is so much uh, parity between the, the those two cars for uh, all of those all of those buyers. Right. And uh, and the last thing that I said is that it's actually it's it's not it's not, it's not statistically statistically sorry statistically, statistically significant, but it's uh it's representative of the mini population based on how many uh, minis have been sold in the U.S. since two thousand two. So, granted the fact that no, not all those cars are still on the road today, if you would, if you would use, you know, I'm not going to get into the stats, but anyways, uh, what, the numbers that we have is actually significant. It's not like a, I don't think it's biased in any way. I think it's, I think it's, it, it's representative of, of what we're looking at right now. Does it mean that Mini should be producing this car? Uh, we, we, it's really hard to say because you know there is a whole world between the concept coming up with a concept. And making a business case for it, and so I guess we'll have to see what what comes out of it. If yeah. either, that's the thing, is if they can make a business case for either yeah. one. I mean, I think either one of these cars would be a nice addition to the lineup, personally, or both. Yeah, I, I think the Rockman would probably sell better. I think the Rockman would, would sell huge in Europe too. I would yeah, think I think so because it would sell huge in Europe. We have yeah. still not seen a successful, like subcompact car, um, in the U.S. In my opinion. Albeit the the Spark, the Chevy Spark, uh, I think yeah, I see a lot of the Chevy Spark. I think the only reason yeah. it sells well is because those are all rental cars. And the um and I and I see a, a few uh, I see a fair number of uh, XAs. Um yeah, but I wouldn't call the XA the XA is actually as big as the Mini. Yeah, that's true. It is. I'm talking like the uh, the IQ, which is yeah, a, a horrible which I've failure. I've seen like two. It's been, I, I've it, seen like one IQ and it weird looks like a roller skate. So I'm saying the IQ horrible failure, smart car. Horrible failure in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, all of these subcompact cars, which I would classify the Rocketman in, it's think, much is smaller. It, you would you? I don't think the Spark is that small, is it? Spark's pretty dang small. Yeah, all right. Yeah, she was pretty small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Rocketman would go on that. So I mean, that's the problem is I don't think United States buyers. Everybody, okay. So Alex, you have all these numbers, right? So all these people that say I want to buy the Rocketman, for example, right? Mm-hmm. They say I want the Rocketman. Fifty-six percent of voters, um, mm-hmm. but. I wonder if those people are like legit. Would like if Mini said, That's... "Here's the Rockman for sale today, and it's going to cost. Let's just say it's going to cost eighteen thousand dollars, just because I'm pulling a number out of my ass." Right. And 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 they contacted that fifty six out of the seven hundred twelve votes. They contacted that fifty six percent. You think the entire hundred percent of that fifty six percent would buy Rockman no. on the spot? No, absolutely. Not. Um, I, I don't. You know, it's hard to tell. I it. And they think it's aspirational. I think it's where, and they people think that's where Mini's supposed to be because it's a small car, like a Mini's supposed to be. But I don't think people in the United States would actually buy one because they're going to say, I, like, "Oh, that's too small. I can't. That's too small for me." You know, TB, that's a really good question, and, and I think you you could ask that question in many different industries, right? There is always yeah. like a big difference between what people want. And right. what people actually need, right? You know, Steve Jobs very famous right. to well, say I, that, yeah, well, pay for it. yeah, exactly, yeah. Steve Jobs is very famous to have said, you know, people don't want what they don't know what they actually want, right? And you know, everybody's saying, oh, the Rocket is awesome, it's awesome, it's on sale, nobody buys it. That that could be very much the case, and so so that's why I say like that 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 uh, survey is, you know, 
says as you know as much as he can say, and that he doesn't have to do anything with making a business case for it. It just so that it just shows that there is some interest, and that that interest is actually uh, could be potential, could be business, could be sales potential. It doesn't right. say that they should actually do it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Great. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I think we're done with news. I think we, uh, yes, we're done. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, let's, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors. They're the fine sponsor here on Into White Roof, and then we'll continue. Um, I want to remind you guys, our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. I'll be visiting them to get new stuff for the uh, R56 as well. You can go over to outmotoring.com. Everything for every mini. I'm, I mean, I'm not even kidding. Go over there. Um, parts, re- <coughs> Like regular stuff to fix your mini, regular stuff to make your car go your car go faster, make it look cooler, add functionality. Uh, you know, uh, glove box organizer for the win. Hello, adds five horsepower. Duh. <laughs> Plus uh, all the lifestyle gear that you guys want: hats, shirts, shoes, watches, um, wristbands, all the things, all available at outmotoring.com. Now, what I want you guys to do, and I don't know if you're doing this, but I want you to do this anyway, even if you have. Do it again. No, don't do it again. That's weird. I want you to scroll down to the bottom of the page, and I want you to put your email address in the box at the bottom of the page, and I want you to hit the subscribe button. What that's going to do is you're going to get like an email a month from outmotoring.com, and it's going to include a 5% discount, which is super awesome. So anytime you go and make a purchase uh, for that month at outmotoring.com, you save 5% on your order. Really super awesome. I mean, that's one of the reasons we like those guys, but we like them just because they, they take good care of you and they have a you know, whole bunch of like, everything for all the car. Just go over there and check it out. Outmotoring.com. Mini Performance Speed and Stage 1 Speed Kit. Oh, look at that. Fancy. That's outmotoring.com. Boom. Boom. So I'm driving this week, and I know we have a couple of things I want to talk about, but uh, this is actually going to kind of tie in with Alex's friend's reaction to the F56. So I'm driving this week. And I get, and I'm driving behind an F56, which is something I actually haven't done yet. And Todd, you mentioned this before. From a distance, the taillights look correct. They look normal. They look proportional. But when you're driving in bumper to bumper traffic, dear God, those taillights are huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty big. They jump out at you and say, "Hey, I'm a taillight. It's massive." Oh. <laughs> and I, was, I was looking at that going, oh "My God, these things are ridiculous." But but when it like you know it gets like a car length or two away, it's like oh okay then it looks normal. But when you're right up on it, it's like startling. Well, they're startlingly large, you know. It just made me kind of shake my head a little bit. Anyway, so Alex, uh, it's about your friend's reaction to the F fifty six. So uh, I I had uh, two friends uh, visiting from New York. It's a uh, it's it's a couple, right? They got married two years ago, and and obviously they're start studying about uh, studying you know thinking having kids, right? And so even though they live in Manhattan, like she would like to have a car because it's, you know, in some ways when you have to move around the kids and stuff, it's, it's easier. Right. And she's always been in love with, with mini. She always wanted like a red mini with a right roof. I guess that's like the proper, the proper mini to want. And so, and so I said to them, well, you know, we were like, uh, uh, having, having lunch in the, in the Boston area. And I said, there's a mini dinner here so we can go check it out. Just so you guys can see what a new mini looks like. And she said, great. So we went there. We arrived there. And I said, this is it. This is the new, I, I, showing the, pointing to the F56. I said, this is it. This is the new, this is the new Mini. And I'm like, but that's not the one I want. I want the one that you used to have because she, she's, you know, the one I used to have is uh, an R56 2012 or 2011. And, um, 
And I said, well, that one doesn't exist anymore. They they have they have some of them on as used car, and there was a used car on, on the on display, but it doesn't exist anymore. This is the new one. And she was like, but this one is so much bigger. Like, uh, how how come they make it so big? And I was like, you know, you get as a mini fan, you get that that thing that's like, ah, she's saying it's so big. She's kind of right, but I have to find some kind of excuse to say why it's big, why it's getting bigger, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> So I said, well, it's becoming bigger because of the regulations, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, but the, so, so it's like, so you're saying this one is the new art top. And so what is this one pointing to the F55? They said, well, it's the same car, but with four door. And she was like, oh, that's, that's useful. I want, I want this one. And then she turns around and, and look at, looks at the countryman and was like, but what is this one? Well, this one is also a four-door, but it's like kind of sitting higher on the ground and it's got all-wheel drive. And I'm, and she's like, what is the difference between the Countryman and the F55? And I'm like, well, this is totally like different platforms. So I, I start getting into that conversation with her. Oh, anyways, all to say that she was – the two remarks that came that I came out and that surprised me the most is that uh, it's bigger, obviously. Like, you know, even for someone who's not used to look at minis all the time and talk about it all the time, people really notice that it's that it's bigger. So it's just not us, us uh, saying this. And the second thing is that uh, with all those different, you know, platform, you know, crossover until, you know, all of the uh, lineup is being renewed, uh, some people might get confused between uh, some of the bigger minis, uh, the four-door minis especially. So that was just get, that came out of visiting the mini dealership. That was I, I thought it was fun, you know, looking at people's reaction to the new car, especially for for someone that is not used to talk about minis or look at minis all the time. That that is interesting because I think when you look at the new five door hardtop, the the F fifty five, which I which I finally saw in person, you don't notice right off that it's uh it's got four doors on it. Yes. I mean, yeah, you got to take a double take when you see it parked right next to another one. You kind of do a double take. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, that's a that's got back doors. Yeah. And, and the last thing is, uh, Todd was right. Like I, I sat in the in the front seats and uh, you hit your head, didn't you? Stars. Yeah, I did. <laughs> see, I did. It's not just me. <laughs> and I went all for it. Like I, I, I didn't want to have like any apprehension to it, so I went all all in, right? And then <laughs> so boom, I hit mine at pretty, not pretty hard, but you know, like this yes. is hard. And I'm like, how did how did they design this thing? How this thing went through, right? Because this is really obvious. I mean, there's no, this is obvious. Little like people. You, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was designed by little people in Germany. That's all I have to say. <laughs> 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 I mean, seriously, I don't get it. I re- unless you're five two, I don't think you're gonna like get in the car comfortably. Okay, now I'm gonna have to go and sit in the damn car see if I bonk my head. Dude, I guarantee it. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. If Alex did it, you will definitely. Yeah, but now get I know it. to watch for it. I might just go in, you know, uh, perpetrator style, like you know, loading in the back seat. I can't wait. I can't do it. That's all. Uh, it. You know what? If you do DB, you're actually gonna have to make a, a, re- a really conscious effort to get in it without. Uh, no, and then you get head. weird getting into that car if that's where you have to exactly. get. Exactly. Like yeah. people look at you like, "What's that guy doing?" Yeah, I gotcha. And um, let's finish up. I want to hear what Chad thought about seeing the Superleger in uh, Detroit. At the North American International Auto Show, it was um, we we went on Tuesday night. Uh, actually, a small crowd was there, uh, nice. which was nice. That's good. And uh, it was it was a good looking car. Um, there's a lot of things about that car that you don't necessarily see in the photos. 
Okay. There's lots of little details to the car. Uh, some carbon fiber, uh, we'll call them side skirts for a lack of a better word. It's just some detailing on the bottom of the car. That there's the, these really neat, like, jetting off of them that, that's all in carbon fiber. You don't really see that in the pictures at all. And there's a lot of very interesting aspects of the car that, that just don't really make it forth in the, in the photos. And when you actually see the car live and in person, uh, it really takes on a, a different shape. And I'm sure there's a half dozen things on that car that'll never make it to production purely for the fact is it's not crash test standard worthy based on, you know, the new stuff that all the F56 bumpers and everything. Right. And but um, but they could still pull off a lot of the design elements of this car if they, you know, realize what to do. Um, just because you you have to have a particular crash test standard doesn't mean you can't have dead space behind it. Right. Uh, case in point, the new uh, Top Gear episode of the uh, the Christmas episode where he's driving the Mach 1 uh, Mustang. There's right. nine feet of that front car that just has nothing in it because that was just a design thing. They just felt like we wanted, we wanted to make the car bigger, so here it is. It's bigger. Right. Um, but I, I liked it overall. Um, I tried to con one of the uh, the guys there uh, that I knew at the at the booth to be like, hey, can I go over and just kind of get a little closer peek? He's like, no, I, I can't let you do that. And I'm like, okay. I'm not going to, like, leave fingerprints, I promise, but, uh, you know, that's cool. Uh, you know, we're not jeopardizing jobs here, so right. – um, but it, it was it was a neat car. I I, I liked it. Uh, there was a lot of stuff at North American Motoring, uh, you know, the show that, this year that uh, uh, was really nice. Um, I think my favorite overall was the new uh, GT, uh, uh, the new GT car from Ford. Must the Mustang? Oh yeah, no, no uh, the, oh, the GT40. That, GT40. Oh my gosh, yeah, that looked hot. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a hot car. Yes. Yeah. It is a hot car. Yes. That that won't fall into our $40,000 challenge, however. I'm no, no, no. I'm, no. I'm sure that will uh, that will be supercar status. I mean, uh, they went with the carbon ceramic brakes and the whole yeah. nine yards, but yeah. I, uh, I, I digress. But um, Yes, you do. Many, uh, many definitely did a, a, a good job there. Um, I did sit in the, the new four-door. Nice. Um, I, I, I did not hit my head per se. <laughs> what does that but, mean? He got in head first. Uh, that's why it, it did feel a little tighter. Um, uh, tight, tight like a countryman feels tight to me. Um, okay, I, I like the big open door feel of the two doors. The oh, doors are me bigger. Too. Oh my god, bigger it's... windows. I mean, it is yeah. that that car for sure is me. That that speaks to me. Now, with that being said, I also did get in the back, as did you know other members of our team. And uh, I didn't mind the back. I, I didn't think it was it, bad either. No, I didn't think the I th- back was bad. I felt the back was just as roomy as it could have been. And, uh, you know, the uh, the trip on Mini Texas States that I did in the back of a Clubman, you know, from uh, Chicago to Denver and Denver back to Cincinnati, I mean, that was uh, – it was not bad. I did not feel like, okay, you've got to stop this car now and let me stretch my legs because I'm about to, you know, right. totally die. Uh, I think it was actually more roomy than that. So, well, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say more. Well, maybe more. Maybe a little more roomy. But I, I think the access and egress of it, getting in and out of the car, is um, not that much improved to to uh, um, 
you know, warrant the whole thing. Like I would say if it were me and I were looking, trying to decide, I'd get in and out of the back of a, a hard top, a, a, just a regular two door and go, well, that wasn't so bad. And then once oh, you're you in know there, what I just it, feels, it feels the same. You know what I just realized? What's that? I have a Mini Cooper that people can sit in the back seat. What? Hmm. Why, why did you not have one before? You can't. You, there's no room. You can't send a person in the back seat behind the driver in an R50. Yeah. Well, R56 isn't that much bigger. It's not Dude. that much bigger. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> hey, it's just an inch. You can. You can do it, but it, yeah. it's not the I mean, most. It's just an inch. Thing. My, I can put something behind me, and my knees won't be in my chest. I just realized that. So, but I have short legs. Anyway. But uh, you know, overall, I I didn't mind. I mean, when I'm talking more roomy in the back than a clubman, I'm talking just a little bit more right. roomy. It's not. A, it's not a ton. It's not like oh my god, this is like a, you know. I found a couch how, back here. How tall are you, Chad? Uh, I am six foot exactly. Okay, so same as me. I got in the back seat, and I found that that you know if you lean, if you kind of sit straight up and lean back a little bit, your head touches the roof. Um, you know what? Most cars uh, that I sit in the back do. Yeah, I can't say that I didn't try this with this one, but I didn't notice it. Where most cars, it's like immediately. Right there, and it was like, oh, my head hits the back of the roof. Uh, I, I did. I found it just uh, touching the roof. Um, Beetles, Fiats. I mean, those cars. Whenever I sit in the back, I was like, yeah, this car will never do. I couldn't. I couldn't live in this car, but more than fifteen, twenty minutes. You know, done. Right. Um, I'm, it's it's over. Um, but overall, I I like the the fit and finish of the car. I think it was amazingly a, a large amount of boot space in the back of the four door, mm-hmm. for being the four door. Um, almost to the point where I think it's got a bigger boot. It does. Than it's got hips, man. Two-door. When you look at it, that yeah. car's got hips. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and and the random weird thing of the entire show, um, which you know is interesting. I sat in the JCW car, which was an automatic, and it has much better paddle shifters hmm. than way back in the day. Oh yeah, the ones we drove the uh, the F fifty six we drove across country had paddle shifters, and I got to say, I I actually I I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I I like the the quick motion of the uh, of the paddle because obviously it's just kind of a, a momentary on switch um, that that does it. Uh, it definitely um, was more ergonomic than the previous paddle shifters. Yep. Um, they felt better. That they looked cooler. They looked more sporty. Everything about them was nicer. Now, um, I still think that I would uh, buy a stick, even though everything has been said that the automatic is a better. Uh, to me, it's just a better driving experience. But with that being said, I also really did not like the way the shifters felt in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, both the automatic or the the manual um i don't like the shifter ball i didn't it didn't i didn't at first feel right i didn't at first chad when that came out a year ago and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna like this i want to get something different after driving it around for the last six months um it's it's very it's comfortable it's perfectly fine it's not annoying to me at all um and i've got the jcw like the gooseneck one with the alicantara on it in my gp which is a completely different feel you kind of hold that differently than you do the normal ball that's um, in the minis. So, and that's just by nature, but I didn't, I I had the exact same reaction at first chat. I didn't like it. And then after driving it, it doesn't bother me a bit. It's actually very comfortable. Okay. I got two questions for Chad. Like, what do you think of the paint of the, on the JCW and the wheels? Um, 
I didn't uh, I didn't mind the green. I thought it was a nice green. Um, personally, to myself, I don't know if I would pair that green with a red roof. I'm the same way, man. I don't yeah, know. Me neither. I don't know if I could drive that car every day. Um, a white or a black roof, I think, would have been my first choice. But I didn't. Yes. I didn't dislike the green. I thought it was a good color. Um, the wheels, personally, no, didn't like it. Uh, they really reminded me of any GP wheel, whether it was one or two. Right. It was still kind of that ripoff, but there was like, okay, we we took the uh, the GP wheel we had uh, spoke. X out of <laughs> the oven before it was cured, and you don't see the you know the finished product because. It's almost like they like, well, before we finish machining this, we're going to take it off and we're going to then just powder coat it real quick and then that's it. So it's like it's missing details in the center of the spoke. You still see what the spoke is supposed to be, but it misses all of the detail. Um, they're kind of bubbly to me. Um, yeah. And I've never been a, a big, huge fan of the GP wheels to begin with. Now, uh, they look good when they're driving because they create a really neat effect. But when they stop, it's like, eh, not really a fan. So, <laughs> but that's purely a personal preference. Um, yep. But I'm sure they will uh, be strong in, in everything that they need to be because notoriously mini wheels overall are always uh, overweight. So uh, yeah, I held I the new JCW, the the ones that were on our cross country car on Mini Takes the States. Yeah, um, we got a set of those in with non run flats on it at the dealer, and uh, I lifted one up, and it was extreme. It was an eighteen inch wheel, and for as much wheel it was there, like tons of spokes in that thing. It's just a mesh of of everything. It was right. incredibly light and felt like a strong wheel, but you know you're talking a thirty two hundred dollars set of wheels and tires there. That thing that's kind of a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. Uh, I think we're about done. I do believe we are. That's perfect. We are done as well. Thanks, guys. Uh, another great show for you guys, as always. We like to do that. Uh, for those of you wondering, and if you're still interested, uh, we would like to think, and you want to help support the White Roof Radio, do all the cool, groovy, awesome things, do us a favor. Click over to patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. We're getting a couple of new ones every week. It's super nice of you guys to help chip in, uh, help uh, you know support the show, make us better, stronger, faster. Um, help avoid that stupid dinging noise that's happening through the show right now that you might be hearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we're going to do. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash White Roof Radio. Somebody actually went in and, and they're uh, contributing a quarter show. Perfect. That's a buck a month. That's I'm perfect. okay with that. Every little bit helps us make this show better, do more things, and uh, and all the things that you guys like, plus even more, and grow beyond what we're doing already to, you know, maybe do more shows. Maybe do, I don't know what. There's like a zillion different things that we could do with that kind of help. So plus we, we really need 70, like 70 more people to do that for a dollar show, and then everybody gets a stick of butter. And then everybody gets a stick of butter. Come on. And who doesn't like butter? It's going to be awesome. It's going to happen, and we just don't know when. As people, you need you need butter. <laughs> you need to, like, I would I, I would almost I would almost sign up a hundred times seventy times just so I could see how Todd's planning on. So he's really excited because he's figured out a way to actually send the butter. Oh, and I, now I just want to see it. He won't tell us until it actually happens. It's like I'm, I'm going to sign up Don for 170 times just so he gets 170 <laughs> sticks of butter sent to his house. I'll have a lifetime supply of butter. No, Perfect. just the first hundred people, the, the people who get us too. Everybody who gets there. 
Yeah, we get to hundred dollars a show. Todd's gonna send y'all the best ticket price. That's right. And, and, and it's for the first hundred people, so it's gonna, it's gonna well, be like the serial be, numbers it, on each of those butters. It could be more. The GP, right? It could be more. It could be more than a hundred people because if the like somebody gives twenty five cents a show, that's fine. It goes to the tote. So it could be four hundred people giving twenty five cents a show. Is what I'm saying. Or it could be twenty five people doing four dollars a show. I don't care. You give us a quarter, give us a dollar. I'll still send you a stick of butter. Exactly. Welcome to the Butter Show. The Butter Show. So anyway, guys, um, patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. That would be truly, truly awesome. And I had one other thing, but I forgot what it was. Nope. Gone. Lost it. Uh, yeah. Details about uh, uh, DB's new mini. Uh, probably over dbmini.us if you want. Uh, I'll post my little mini review, and there'll be a, uh, it'll be a sizable post to be sure. So. I'm sure you guys are going to want to read all about that. I know Alex is just Jones, and he's got questions in his brain right now, and he's afraid to ask them because he doesn't want to be rude. <laughs> or, no, no, no. I just, I just wanted to say that. Make, or he doesn't want to make me cry. So it's one uh, of um, uh, just wanted to say that I'm going to Vegas with you guys for Ambiv. That's oh, that's yes! Yes. yes. We, don't forget, if you haven't already, Ambiv, A-M-B-I-V.com. Go over there, book your hotel room. Super cheap. Uh, like, the whole weekend is cheaper uh, than – Ambiv 10 was for one night for a hotel room. I think you're right. It's, yep. a, it's amazing. Um, and it looks like a pretty legit place. Go sign up. We're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. And uh, we hope to see you guys too. It's not even until May, so you have plenty of time. So, But um, don't put it go, off. Go get the reservation now because gonna, we're going to book that reservation place. Now. They, they don't even charge your card, not even like a dollar. We're going to book Just that go, place. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna overrule it, and Ambiv is going to be awesome this year. Well, they actually charge your card for the first night. That's all. But it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's like. Forty bucks, like yeah, that's like okay. Yeah, it's uh, again. That's amviv.com. A mini vacation in Vegas. Uh, those of you who are new to the mini community, it's the West Coast version of the Dragon. Less driving, more hanging out and drinking. As much Guinness as uh, the bar will uh, give us. Yeah, as much drinking and as much gambling and uh, as much carousing, I guess. Yes, <laughs> and there's some there's fun drives too. There's like uh, the the strip cruise and drives out to the really pretty stuff out in the desert and poker runs. It's it's awesome, and there'll be a car show. I think it'll be awesome. We're gonna actually talk to the organizers of Anvil on the show here very very soon to uh, get as much information from them as possible. And there you guys go. You have been warned. Anyhow, uh, let's call it a show. Going once, going twice. We're gonna call it yeah. a show. This is the part of the Night King where I like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See you. A bientôt.